Continuing on with our series for this month, we're going to talk about wisdom. Wisdom has such a impact when you hear the word wisdom. It's almost full of sage-worthy references. We think of philosophers. We think of the Greeks. Maybe even the cosmos or God. Big G, little G, G A W D. <laughs> However you spell God. Wisdom is such an integral part of our lives and to our maturity and growth as we move through this life and to try to discern the things that are around us, the things in this world that are so complex and seem so riddled with daily challenges daily joys, and yet also heartaches and tragedies. Some of you, if you were raised in a way similar to me during parts of my life, may be familiar with the wisdom of King Solomon. Anyone heard of him? There's a few. He's from the Judaic scriptures, which the Christians appropriated, and us, <laughs> as Unitarian Universalists, historically. But King Solomon was a part of the Old Testament, and he was a king. And the story goes that God had offered him, Yahweh, Jehovah, God, they had all kinds of names for God at that point. Literally hundreds. But God spoke to him and said, You can have anything. Riches, power, glory, lands to rule over, soldiers, armies, anything you want. Which for a king in this day and age, those things would have been beneficial. And yet Solomon chose wisdom. And so God blesses him with wisdom that marveled people from all over the world, so much so that Solomon went on to have wives from all over the world, as we know, including from Ethiopia, northern Africa, where they still have direct lineages linked back to King Solomon's age. Wisdom in all of its loaded word may be to some a conjuring up of sayings or images, but to others, let's say a 90-year-old Cherokee elder who only speaks Cherokee from Bell, Oklahoma. Does anyone know where Bell is? Wow. I'm from 
Okay, so you know Bell. What is wisdom to that Cherokee elder out there in Bell who only speaks, thinks, worldview is Cherokee? Wisdom is a very different thing because of their context, because of the way they were raised and what makes sense in that world. And then we have others in the more, we may say, advanced. Some say first world environments. Some say um, the western industrialized countries. Those that go to college or universities or read books to seek wisdom and obtain a more lofty idea of what wisdom is. Like reading from classics or modern philosophers. And so in some ways, wisdom can be thought of as a commodity for those that that want and yearn for a richer and deeper type of life. And some people even pay thousands of dollars of money to go to New Age retreats to gain wisdom and sit in sweat lodges and become blessed by a guru or get put into yoga positions and do things like that. And they seek wisdom in that way. And so there becomes a distinction between learned knowledge, which is what you learn and obtain, and wisdom, which is how to perceive things. And it can be very different, and yet sometimes one leads to the other. But where does wisdom come from? We can say elders. We can say we learn it from gurus. We can say we learn it from the Bible or readings or other people. But I want to throw something different in here today. And you can tell by the title that I chose. The wisdom that I want to bring to you is a type of wisdom that is rooted in something that came out of suffering. Buddhists say that there's basically two types of wisdom. There's useful and practical wisdom, and then there's the transcendent wisdom. Druids have wisdom that comes from the earth and the salmon and things like that. But but what I'm talking about is a source of wisdom that actually we have found through scientific research comes through our DNA. And already I have skeptics. I know, I know. I know I do. You see, after World War II, scientists, medical professionals, psychiatrists started noticing something, a pattern. And this pattern was seen in descendants of people that had been in concentration camps in different parts of the Nazi empire. Even though 
these descendants may have had no knowledge or experience of the trauma that their ancestors went through, they still exhibited symptoms, even physical manifestations of someone who had gone through extreme trauma. Well, this raised a lot of curiosity amongst psychiatrists, especially in the mental health field, you can imagine. Because when physical manifestations arise, you look at your surroundings, and many of these times, the people had no trauma. They had nothing to place these manifestations on. And so the doctors dove deeper, and they researched more. And through the years, through the years after research and research, they actually have found now that trauma changes people's DNA. It alters it. Just like our son, Kai, is my wife in here? Hi, honey. I'm always hesitant to talk about Kai if she's present. <laughs> That's why. It's okay. Well, I mean, it's, I'm just trying to be sensitive to her. Because I've talk, started talking about him, and she didn't know he was in my sermon, and it upset her. So I'm sorry. But Kai had a marker on his DNA that actually literally changes and morphs the cancer that he had. Literally changed it. He would get chemo, and his markers would literally change his DNA to make it look differently. And that's basically what is happening with these people who are generations removed from the trauma. I've been in many Native communities. When I was a pastor full-time in the Presbyterian Church, I was up in the Arctic, as many of you know, on an island we could see Siberia, not like, what's her name, the governor of Alaska. <laughs> she cannot see Siberia from her mansion. Anyway, I really could. And we went across into Siberia a lot, fishing and hunting, and it was no problem. But anyway, I've lived up there, New Mexico, Minnesota, all in native communities you know, doing different things. And one thing that has been common, the elders have stories. The elders back home, the elders up in Alaska, elders I've talked to from the Dakotas, they all say the same thing and have, even before this research was made available, is that we pass down through our blood Things that have happened. Memories. From generations ago can come through to generations in the future. That's just a native way of thinking. So much so that where I was in the Arctic, literally when a child was born, not only was their DNA full of the memories of the past, but they were actually being born as a person from the past. 
and in their belief sounds similar to re- reincarnation it's a little different but they literally when that baby comes out the elders know who that is from the past and so a 50 year old woman may see, be there at the delivery of the baby and when that baby comes out full of this genetic wisdom and hardship and memory that woman may look at that baby and say oh welcome back grandpa you've come back to us and all of that baby's life that woman will call the baby grandpa now if you're an anthropologist and you're trying to figure them out that makes no sense whatsoever but to them it makes sense And so then we come back to these things that have happened to many of the native people. They started, we started, I I was in mental health for a long time and, and there was talk of this intergenerational trauma is what it's called now. Has anyone heard of that term? Intergenerational trauma. Now it's becoming almost commonplace in the mental health field because of this research and what we have found is that after 400 years of destruction and colonization and suffering and literally having our children stolen from the arms of our mothers in our villages and in our tribes which is still going on today down in Texas, if you haven't seen the news, children locked in cages who were taken from their family's arms. This is what I'm talking about. This is the kind of trauma that literally alters our DNA and then is passed down. Now you're probably thinking, but what does that have to do with wisdom? What does that have to do with wisdom? Not all wisdom comes from me sharing something with you. Some wisdom comes through the way that others have survived. The way that others have coped. The way that others in the mental health field, we call it resiliency. The way that some are able, for no reason, they have some sort of resilience that comes through. And it's a lot of our beliefs, fellow Cherokee friends of mine who believe that it's in our blood. It's in our DNA. The survival mechanisms have come through because of this trauma. I'm not a proponent for trauma just so to get wisdom. That, that's silly. But I am saying that when we do have trauma and when we have hardships that we go through, whether it's a lost loved one or a relationship that's traumatic or we see a traumatic crime in front of us, 
It alters us. But don't let that stop you. Because there's a part of you inside that has a resiliency that can pass on the wisdom to keep going. To stay strong. To find the ways that we can cope through this. And to me, this is the greatest type of wisdom that we could ever have. Because we cannot always be guaranteed a fluffy, happy life. We can't. It's not going to happen. We're going to have trials. And if you haven't yet, I bet you will. Because for most people, the last couple of years has been a pretty heavy trial. So, wisdom comes to us, sometimes through our ancestors, through the ones who went before us. And that's why when you're around Native people, we always thank our ancestors. Because they're just as real to us here today through our DNA as what they would be if they were alive. They really are with us. I'm going to leave you with a quote. And I'm going to give you a prize if you can pronounce his name. I I had to really work on it. I'm going to spell it for you. A E. S-C-H-Y-L-U-S. There's a lot of you. I don't know why I have a hard time with that. Well, that's too many prizes. Um, Each of you can get a cookie and coffee as soon as we dismiss. Aeschylus was a Greek poet, philosopher, and he has a quote that that absolutely I, I love. And when I heard it, I said, oh my gosh, that's perfect. He who learns must suffer. And even in our sleep, pain that cannot forget falls drop by drop upon the heart and in our own despair against our will comes wisdom to us by the awful grace of God Amen